Ryan Reeves got the job done last night. And he did so with Willie O'Ree in attendance. The NHL's first ever black player. Reeves scored a goal. Made some hits. And boy, those who have criticized the acquisition and use of Reeves have proven to be so full of crap. Like Mike Sullivan said, Reeves has done exactly what's expected, and perhaps even more. He helped make the difference last night. And remember the Vegas game? Pens are down to zip. Reeves makes a big hit. Scores the first goal a bit later. Reeves turned that game around. Reeves is making more of a difference than a typical fourth liner does. What would Josh Archibald do? Uh, Less than Ryan Reeves. Reeves' presence has definitely meant, definitely meant that the Stars have been taken advantage of much less. Much less. And they're much more comfortable. I know for sure Sidney Crosby is when a player like Reeves is in the lineup. Now, there have been isolated incidents of somebody taking a whack at Sid or Gino, and that makes people go crazy. That's not supposed to happen. Why do we get Reeves? But you're never going to eliminate that totally. You just try to cut it down. Reeves' presence has done that. I know there's no stat to quantify So a lot of you geeks can't understand that. You don't pay attention to the game. You don't really know what you're seeing. But trust me, I watch, I know, I pay attention. Reeves' presence has cut the opposition shenanigans way down. Ryan Reeves is a legit hockey player. He could definitely play for my team. So, well done, Revo. This is the Mark Madden Show, 412. 333-WXDX is the number to call. Or you can follow me on Twitter at X. I am back from New York City, oh so pretty, and I am quite dismayed to report I still can't give it away on 7th Avenue. People dressed in plastic bags, directing traffic. Uh, The big news is Antonio Braun is in Drake's new video. To repeat, Antonio Braun is in Drake's new video. So the Steelers for sure will win the Super Bowl next year. The Steelers are all about the entertainment, not the results. But if you believe that entertainment leads to results, as some of you dopes apparently do, then A.B. being in the new Drake video has just got to be seen as a turning point. Meantime, uh, tomorrow night at Pittsburgh Paints Arena, Toronto visits. TML, the Maple Leafs. Toronto is 9-1 in its past 10. The Penguins are 8-1-1 in their past 10. It's Austin Matthews versus Sidney Crosby. Or should I say, Matthews versus Crosby and Malkin and Kessel, each now in a dead heat with 66 points. 66, just like Mario. And the Penguins' gang of three is 10 points off the NHL scoring lead. 
you got to give Nikita Kucherov credit from Tampa Bay. Phil was, what, two points behind him about a week ago, and now Kucherov's pulled away from the pack again. Four points last night when Tampa beat Detroit. So Toronto visits tomorrow. And here's some more big news, not as big as AB being in Drake's video, but big nonetheless. On Sunday night, I will be at the Broad Street Bistro. That's on Broad Street in North for sales. I'll be there to watch the Penguins game. Puck drops at 6 p.m. I will have photos for free. Sidney Crosby plaques for free. And Flyers troll shirts for $19.75. $19.75, get it? So come watch the game with me, the super genius, at the Broad Street Bistro in North for Sales, Sunday night at 6 p.m. you got to like what Phil said when he was asked about his chances at winning the scoring title. Kessel goes, I got two cups. I don't care. That is so Phil Kessel. How about Russian players? Rank one, two, three in goals in the NHL. Ovi, Gino, Kucherov. One, two, three. 34, 32, 31. What a shame. All those goals and no Olympics to play in. Whammy or whamsky, if you will. But then they will go back home and live the free life. 412-333-9939 is the number to dial. Now, besides the news that AB is in Drake's new video, which I did not post on the Mark Madden page at WXDX.com, you can go find that yourself. Uh, the other big news, not as big, but big, David Freese, the Pirates third baseman, talked to the media. And he said that when he comes into the clubhouse, he, quotes, doesn't feel the demand to win. The demand to win isn't there, i.e., ownership doesn't think it's important to win, and that trickles down. Of course, that's true. I didn't need the wisdom of David Fries to tell me that. And the irony is, if the demand to win was present in the organization, David Fries probably wouldn't have a job with the Pirates or for sure would have gotten almost 850 at-bats over the past two years. The Pirates are the kind of team that hires a fading talent like David Fries and makes him a regular. So what Free said isn't revelatory. It's like Captain Obvious showed up for spring training. Of course, the organization provides no demand to win. That's always been fairly obvious. Freese just went out on a limb for a player. As an employee, it is going out on a limb and said what we all knew. And then you got Clint Hurdle, the manager, saying, this place is going to explode when we win it all. Yo, Clint, it will literally explode before you win it all by nuclear attack. Who knows what tragedy will befell PNC Park?
but you'll never win it all. So I'm betting on the explosion, maybe alien invasion. We all know I've always wanted to see that happen. Wait till we win it all. Like, like, like Clint Hurdle is playing Jake Taylor in Major League. Uh, that's in sharp contrast to what uh, David Fries said. Now, Fries also commented on the attitude. Talked about the Pirates laughing, losing 10-2 to to the Cubs in the pouring rain. And yeah, that's bad. And yeah, I get Freeze being upset. But chicken droppings will never be able to convince itself that it's chicken salad. So if you don't laugh, you might cry. Uh, now when Freeze says the team has a bad attitude... Gee, maybe the fact that they took a 98-win team in 2015 and dismantled it overnight for the sake of making more money, perhaps that just might have something to do with a bad attitude among the guys who were left behind, still on the team. Uh, All of this that David Fries said, it's making headlines. I wrote a blog about it at schultzford.com. It's not exactly a mystery. Uh, 412-333-9939. Uh, what I did post on the Mark Madden page at WXDX.com, I posted the trailer for the HBO movie starring Al Pacino as Paterno. Pacino looks scary like Paterno. And uh, I don't know which direction this movie takes. Uh, Barry Levinson, the producer, says an agenda wasn't served and that it concentrates on the last couple weeks of Paterno's career as Penn State head coach, which were, to say the least, disastrous. For me, the intriguing thing beyond the movie is how the Joe bots react. And while I'm looking forward to seeing the movie because I bet Pacino's brilliant, it's going to open that whole can of worms and fire up the debate again when, frankly, justice was done, we should be leaving this behind. But I won't, I can't, because this is the business I've chosen. Uh, Also, I'm going to post this video Monday. There's an original series going to debut on YouTube. Yes, they're doing original series now. It's called Cobra Kai. William Zabka playing Johnny Lawrence from the original Karate Kid movie, the top student at John Kreese's Cobra Kai Dojo. He is reopening Cobra Kai. And Ralph Macchio is in the series as, of course, Danielson. So he must need money. And I'm guessing YouTube isn't paying much. But I can't wait to see it. I always saw the Cobra Kai as the good guys in the original Karate Kid. I don't know why. That probably says something real bad about me. I wonder what David Freeze thinks. Or Drake. Maybe A.B. could ask Drake. 412-333-9939. Got a lot of great guests today. Mike Zeisberger from NHL.com. Uh... Operates out of Toronto. We're going to preview the Leafs against the Penguins, like I said. Two red-hot teams. At 4 o'clock, right after sick again, 
He got his goal taken away from him. He was credited with the goal last night. Now they've gone and took it away. We'll see how mad he is. I bet not very. Zach Aston Reese. Penguins rookie winner doing a bang-up job, especially in front of the net in the absence of Patrick Hornquist. He joins me at a couple minutes after four. And we got John Steigerwald, the king of old school, at 4.30. It's the Mark Madden Show, 105.9 The X. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, what's up? Super genius, how are you? Terrific. Is porn stars practice? Nope, they never have sex unless it's on video. The X at 105.9. Double M on the X, 412-333-9939. Uh, it's fish fry season here in Pittsburgh. All over. At every church. The league leader is the Epiphany Church right by PPG Paints Arena. But there's a lot of good fish fries in Pittsburgh. I love fried fish. Made with good fish. Not, not cheap stuff, but good fish. And then I ruined the taste by loading on the salt and vinegar, which actually does taste great, but you can feel your arteries harden. Wow. Uh, There's an article in the paper about how the Steelers have to restructure contracts and might even have to cut some veterans by way of resolving some cap issues, which begs the purely hypothetical question, would you cut Ramon Foster to keep Le'Veon Bell? Now, that's purely hypothetical unless it's not. Because the Steelers love B.J. Finney, the backup at guard. They have thought about Finney replacing Foster at cheaper. So, again, that's hypothetical unless it isn't. You see, I just don't think the Steelers are going to sign Bell unless Bell really gives in on his demands for the long term. I think the Steelers are going to offer him about the same they offered last year, maybe a little less, because Bell's season wasn't that good. Look at his per carry, per game, per catch. Those numbers were mediocre at best. He was a workhorse, and yeah, there's something to be said for that. But I think they're going to offer him about the same as they offered him last year to go long term, maybe a bit less. He'll say no. Then they either franchise him or let him walk. And if they franchise him, that's when the real drama starts. Because I guarantee he will threaten to sit out or retire. I guarantee he will not come to camp. And no matter what you think about, oh, nobody's going to turn down that kind of money, you have to keep in mind two things about Lev Bell. One is he honestly thinks he can rap. And can make a living that way. Two is, he's an idiot. Because he honestly thinks he can rap and make a living that way. He doesn't understand at all that the minute he's not a football player anymore, nobody cares about him as a rapper. But we're beating a dead horse and frankly a a dumb horse as well. The guy's such a mental zero and an egomaniac that... I weary very quickly of talking about him. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald is going to play another NFL season. 
Not NHL. Larry never skated. He's going to play another year with the Arizona Cardinals of the National Football League. That'll be number 15 for Larry Fitz, all with the same team. I have a great deal of respect for the one-team, one-guy type players. Uh, you will remember in Super Bowl 43 against Pittsburgh, it looked like Fitzgerald won the game for Arizona. He ran all the way to Larry Land with like two minutes left. 64 yards, catch and run. The Steelers couldn't get near him. A great receiver and a great pit guy. Here's how much respect I have for Larry Fitzgerald. He was at Mark Bulger's wedding, which I also attended. And Larry sat with me for a few minutes, which was very gracious. And he wanted to talk pit basketball. This is back when pit basketball was good. Now, I don't even talk about pit basketball on this show. But I talk pit basketball with Larry because he's Larry Fitzgerald. I hear the B team debating whether to fire the pit basketball coach, Stallings. I don't care because it wouldn't make a difference. That ship has not only sailed, it has sunk. Larry Fitz, Lock Hall of Famer. Third all-time receptions, third all-time receiving yards. Couldn't block like Heinz Ward, and he's not in the Drake video like A.B., but uh, a Lock Hall of Famer nonetheless. Up next, the Pens and Leaf. Tomorrow night at PPG Paints Arena, the Penguins have won eight of their last ten with an overtime loss in there. Leafs have won nine of their last ten. It's going to be cataclysmic. I'll be joined by Mike Zeisberger of NHL.com to discuss in just a few moments. 105.9. This is Phil Kessa of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden, the best hockey talk on 105.9 The X. It's the Penguins and Toronto Maple Leafs tomorrow night at PPG Paints Arena. Wow, what a great matchup. Joining me now to discuss is Toronto's favorite son from NHL.com. It's Mike Zeisberger. Zeiss, how about those Leafs? They've won 9 out of 10. In what areas have they turned it up a notch? First of all, it's always a pleasure to be uh, on with you, uh, my friend. Thanks for having me on. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, a game very much to look forward to. And you know what, Mark? I think it's just a simple case of them, you know, uh, in January they were struggling a little bit. People in town here were were. Uh, fretting, oh, they haven't won, they didn't win a regulation game in three weeks. And, you know, people seem to forget that they were winning games in shootouts or losing in overtime. I mean, they were never blown out, but the expectation level had, had risen so quickly in this town about, about the Leafs. But the, the bottom line is, and Mike Babcock through it all never panicked is the fact that People forget that a, a year ago, the Leafs had seven to eight rookies in their lineup. So, you know, and we saw this with the Penguins at times, too. I, I mean, yeah, you have your core, but when you have young players, there's going to be hiccups. They're not all going to, um, you know, in their second year, um, things are, things are going to get tough at times. And the Leafs at that time were 12 points ahead of the next team in the Atlantic uh, division for a playoff spot. So... You know what? I mean, that was a learning time. All of a sudden, um, things have clicked. Freddie Anderson, uh, the goaltender, has been their MVP all year. But, you know, Austin Matthews is going to be Austin Matthews. I mean, he's, uh, you, you know, he's, 
kind of, I'm not going to call him, uh, you know, uh, compare him to Sidney Crosby yet, but he is the Sidney Crosby of the Leafs in terms of that's the go-to guy that they have. But it's been some of the kids in the supporting cast. Um, you know, uh, William Nylander, 13 points in 12 games. Uh, Mitch Marner, uh, 12 points in the past 11 games. So what you're seeing is the supporting cast has, has kicked in and really helped. And all you need to know, Mark, and they've won their last three games. On Saturday against Ottawa, it was um, Marner who had a career high, high five points. Um, Monday, Monday night, uh, it was uh, Nylander and Matthews who had three points each. And then Wednesday against Columbus, it was Nazem Kadri who had uh, a career-high five points. So they are getting scoring from a lot of different places. And so it's not, it's not anymore, well, if we shut down Matthews, we can shut down the Leafs because uh, they're, they're showing that they have three scoring lines and they can be dangerous from every shift they're out there. Uh, another name I want to mention in terms of production is Patrick Marlowe, the veteran that the Leafs yep. signed from from San Jose. 19 goals this year, and that's not bad. But I have a hunch Marlowe adds a bit more than just stats, Mike. Yeah, you know what, you know what, Mark? And here's the interesting thing: when I saw the Leafs signed Marlowe, I mean, you know, we saw in the Stanley Cup Final a couple years ago against the Penguins. I mean, his speed belies his age. Uh, okay, you know, yeah, you look 37, 38 years old, but he's still got the wheels. But he's a pretty quiet guy. I know you've, you've had a chance to deal with him, too. And I just thought, you know, here's a guy going from the relative anonymity of, um, you know, uh, of where he is out in, um, out in San Jose, you know, that type of laid-back lifestyle, into uh, the microscope, uh, the spotlight of playing in Toronto, and I just wouldn't—I wasn't sure how that would go over. It's been such a good fit. I mean, they brought him in for leadership, and that's exactly what he's done. Right before Christmas, Mark uh, Christina Marlowe, uh, Patrick's wife, sent out an Instagram saying, "Here's Patrick and myself and our kids." Now the Marlows have four boys. But also in that photo were two other people, and it was Marner and Matthews. And that's the way that they, you know, Marlowe has become kind of a father figure um, to some of these younger Leaf players. Um, you know, uh, when, 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 when Marner and Matthews assisted on his first goal of the Leaf, uh, as a Leaf on opening night, uh, we did some research. Pat, when Patrick Marlowe scored his first goal, Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews were less than a year old. That's the age difference. And he has come in here and, and provided such uh, a, a leadership role. And we mentioned that the Leafs have won uh, 11 of 13. That streak started when they were losing 3-1 to one in Ottawa last month. And in the second period, Marlowe, who doesn't say much, stood up in the dressing room and made a speech that said, um, that every guy in that room said just rallied them. They scored three goals, won four to three, and they've only lost twice in the in the uh, like I said, uh, twice in eleven games or thirteen games since then. So um, you know, sometimes when they say there's more there's more to a guy than his production on the ice, Patrick Marlowe has done that and then some. Now you mentioned how great Frederick Anderson has played in goal, and, yeah. and I agree. But the defense, of course, seems to have stabilized as well. What's happening at the blue line with the Leafs? 
Well, it, it's interesting because if you look on paper, there you know you just scratch your head a little bit and say like how how are they getting this done? I mean, uh, I think that Morgan Riley has taken the next step. He's a former first round pick, and we all thought that he would be uh, you know he would play very well. Um, Zaitsev uh, was hurt for a while. He's come in and played very well. I'll tell you a guy that's been really stable for this team, especially on the penalty kill. Um, he's He's within the top five, uh, he's among the top five guys in the National Hockey League in terms of penalty kill ice time, uh, is a guy that Penguins fans know very well from last spring, is Ron Hainsey. Um, he's really been a surprise, Mark, and maybe not so much to Penguin fans with the stable way that he's played uh, on the back end, um, you know, during the playoffs last year. Uh, and then a couple other guys. Travis Dermott is a kid that, uh, you know, uh, played uh, just up the road from Pittsburgh and Erie with Connor McDavid. They gave him a taste of the American Hockey League last year. That's really helped him. He's come in. He's shown no fear. He can really move the puck. Uh, a young defenseman that they're very encouraged with. Um, so, you know, I mean... There might not be, uh, you know, Jake Gardner is, has been a little banged up, but uh, we all know that, uh, you know, uh, some fans fans always like to email me and say when Jake Gardner is on the ice, uh, you know, there's a good chance a goal will be scored. You just don't know for which team. But he's played a lot better defensively this year. So after Riley, there's a bunch of guys there that, you know, maybe it's not the marquee names. But they have played quite well. But the bottom line, I'm still going to get back to Anderson. I mean, he played. He faced over 50 shots the other night against Columbus, and the Leafs still won six to three. So, uh, you know, as you guys have seen from Flurry and Matt Murray over the years, uh, your best defenseman is the one that's wearing the pads between the pipes. We're talking to Mike Zeisberger of NHL.com here on the Mark Madden Show. Zeiss, uh, what do you expect the GM to do? Uh, before the trade deadline, Lou Lamorello, what's the biggest need for Toronto? I still think, Mark, that uh, it's on the blue line. Because if you look at their forward ranks, okay, you know, um, you, you look at those first three lines and, and you know, we, you've got Tyler Bozak. Here, here's the thing. Your third line, you have Tyler Bozak, you have James Van Riemsdyk, who's second on the team in goals, and you have Connor Brown, who scored 20 goals as a rookie last year. Now, if you can put out, if that's your third line, if you can put out a third line like that, I'm just not sure, um, especially in this day of the rental player, if you want to give up assets to up front because, or uh, to, to bulk up up front. I don't see, I don't really see that much of a need uh, up front. I think that if they can get a defenseman that can help them, uh, I think you go for it. I've heard. You know, Mike Green's name has been bandied about. I'm just not sure if that's the type of guy that, that, that they really need. Um, an intriguing name that I heard, uh, you know, uh, that the, the fans like to talk about is Gibranson in Vancouver, but I would think that that is the type of guy that the Canucks would want to keep. But we'll have to see uh, how that plays out. But, yeah, Mark, if uh, I, I would suggest that if there's anywhere where they want to uh, improve, it would be on the blue line. What kind of matchup is it tomorrow night, uh, the Penguins hosting Toronto? These teams are similar in some ways, aren't they? Yeah, I think, I think they are. Um, you know, uh, they have so much good uh, 
young talent. I just think it's going to what what fans are going to be really intrigued with is the speed and the transition game. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, I think there are going to be some mistakes by both teams on the defensive end, and I think both goalies are going to be uh, are, are going to be busy. But um, you know, uh, the Leafs on on Saturday or on on Monday. Uh, beat the Tampa Bay Lightning four to three, and when you looked at the skill on the ice, uh, you know Marner and Nylander and, and Matthews and, and Marlowe and Van Riemsdyk, and then on the other side, Stamkos, Kucherov, Point. We could go down the list. Um, it was one of the most entertaining games that I have watched uh, in a long time, and I, you know what, Mark, when you look at it, and, you, and then. You know, uh, those Leaf guys that I mentioned, and then you, from the Penguins' side, you look at, at, at players like, I mean, the, the ridiculous talent of, of Crosby and Malkin and Latang, and we can go down the list. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see another game like that. And, and you know, um, I'm, not, I'm not looking into my crystal ball. I mean, I, we are talking about a franchise in Toronto that... Uh, um, has not won a playoff series since I believe 2002 or 2003, but just like we were we were saying in the press box against Tampa the other night, it would be a fun playoff series. Uh, a Pittsburgh-Toronto series would be a lot of fun too, because I mean I think the modern game, Mark, is all about talent and speed, and I think these are two of the most the quickest and most talented teams uh, in the entire National Hockey League. Zeiss, great stuff. As always, we appreciate the knowledge. Will you be present tomorrow night? Uh, I will not, uh, unfortunately. That seems, but, that uh, seems inappropriate. You should be there. You down the road. Well, perfect. We'll catch up then. Thanks again. Thanks again for having me on, Mark. Always a great show. That's one of our favorite guys, Mike Zeisberger from NHL.com. And the Penguins and Leafs tomorrow night, it's going to be a shootout. Like Zeiss said, 5-4, something like that, would not be at all surprising. I mean, those three guys who were all rookies last year, Matthews, Nylander, and Marner, no sophomore jinx for them. One, two, three in Toronto scoring, two 20-year-olds and a 21-year-old. We got Zach Aston Reese of the Penguins at the top of the hour, 105.9. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Yada, 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 yada. You know what, Mark? I got a hard time, and I was wondering if you'd give me some advice. Do you have any idea how dumb that sounds? The X at 105.9. If you're a Pens fan, keep it right here. We got rookie winger Zach Aston Reese at a little bit after four. Uh, Zach was originally credited with the game-winning goal last night, but they reviewed it very closely, and uh, it didn't hit him on the way into the net. So Chris Letang credited with the goal. But uh, Zach certainly did his part jamming the blue paint on the power play. A job he's inherited with Patrick Hornquist. Actually, not really inherited because Zach's on the second unit. That's the unit that scored the power play goal to win the game last night. I'd put Aston Reese on the top unit. No offense to Jake Gensel, but Gensel can't get into that blue paint like Hornquist, and for that matter, Aston Reese can. And it's really negatively affected the dynamic of the first power play. Goes to show you, that guy in front, taking up space, taking up opposition players, doing that's just as important as all the skill displayed on a power play. 
by somebody like Sidney Crosby or Evgeny Malkin. Uh, oh, by the way, I was speaking with the Penguins coach last night, Mike Sullivan, along with his son, Matthew. Uh, they both listen to this program, and that's great because I've always felt like my wisdom and charisma can bring families closer. Anyway, uh, Sully says, by way of response to something he heard me say on this program, Sully said he does not want the defenseman joining the rush late in a game with a one-goal lead. He wants them to play score in situation like I champion, and he says when they do join the rush in that situation, he's just as antsy in the pantsy as I am. So, there you go. Scoring situation. Penguin defenseman, if you're listening, get it right. I also talked to Ole Mata, but honestly, we just talk about soccer. Maybe a few passing comments about the game, but, but mostly we just talk about soccer. No Quarter brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at CWElectricalServices.com. Uh, here, here's a question that I probably ought to save for next week, but just to give it a head start. What would you give Ottawa for Derek Brassard? He'd be an upgraded third-line center. He's the guy you want for your third-line center. I'd give Sherry or Jari or Sprong and a third-round pick. Maybe a second. If you can't get Brassard... If Ottawa wants more, then just get Matt Cullen back from Minnesota for whatever cheap price. Uh, to be the fourth-line center, you keep Shane at the third-line center. I see some people on Twitter saying, overpay big for Broussard if you have to. You only have one chance ever to win a third straight Stanley Cup. And I do get that. But if I'm Jim Rutherford, the GM, I still don't make a bad trade if the trade offers no guarantees, which, of course, no trade does. Unless you trade all your bad players for all their good players, which I'm sure Jim Rutherford is efforting as we speak. A, a bit surprised to not get any calls about the... Well, actually, I did get some, but didn't take them. Calls about what uh, David Fries said, kind of ripping the pirate organization. Uh, apparently, he talked for a long time because more quotes keep coming out. Listen to this one. This is a different organization where if you get drafted, you look at a guy like Jameson Tyon. It sucks that if you pan out, you have your future written for you in an organization like this. You either fold and sign a team-friendly deal or you're bounced, unquote. That's a hell of a thing to say, but it's true. It's damn true. And might I say, if you play for the Pirates and ever sign a team-friendly deal, you are absolutely insane. This organization will never give you a break. It will never build to a World Series contender. It is always about profit. And you giving them a team-friendly deal will be taken advantage of. You're giving up money for what? A chance to win? They won't ever give you that. Not like the Pirates should. 
So what Freeze says is right, but if anybody with the Pirates ever again accepts a team-friendly deal, well, shame on them. Because that's not being screwed by the Pirates. That's screwing yourself, which I've been told to go do many, many times. Uh, I've watched a little of the Olympics. How many events are you really interested in? If you can't do it professionally, I don't care. That leaves out the luge and the half pipe, whatever that is. The half pipe appears to involve sending a female drummer photos of your genitals. I, I tried to watch USA Hockey last night. When the U.S. put out their power play, it included Mark Arcabello and Chris Bork. Two guys been cut so many times by NHL teams, it's a wonder they ain't bled to death. I will still watch Olympic hockey, but only the women and only against Canada. Zach Aston Reese just around the corner. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9.